If the climate crisis was front page news every day, the public would demand we do something about it and vested interests and billionaires that own the media would lose their short-term cash cow. Yeah, I, I, I could have launched into um, Bruce Springsteen there, but we'd probably get, um, probably get sued for it, right? If they know that putting that news on the front page every day would lead the public to demand we do something about it, which means they would lose money, they wouldn't put that on the front page in the first place, which is where we could be anyway. Now, that's an interesting statement. That's what we're going to be discussing today on the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. Thanks so much for being with us. Now, I'm one of the hosts, uh, William Manklow. Uh, Long-term listeners will obviously recognise my voice, I hope, by now. Uh, I'm a photographer, a creative, a musician as well in some ways. You know, I don't ever see myself as a musician. I try to write songs but never know when to finish them. That's my challenge recently is trying to... Get these, get these songs done and finished and hopefully eventually at one point recorded and played in front of a live audience. That's my challenge. Alongside me, or at the other end of a Zoom call at the moment, is the other host of this charade. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit and my job is getting people out into nature in as many ways as possible and, and making them realise it's worth connecting. Now, my challenge for the week is uh, I've been in isolation for so long, out of circulation, I forget what certain bird songs are. Uh, You know, I listen to them and say, I know what that is. It just takes me a while to click back into it. So it just shows that even if you're a a so-called expert, it still takes you a while to click back into it. What bird song have you heard recently that's stuck in your mind? Stuck in my mind? Oh, uh, Ring Neck Parakeet. (laughs) Wow. Because that... For for the last, uh, I've been in Manchester pretty much most of um, 2021. And uh, I kept hearing this bird and I kept saying to Sue for months and months, that's a parakeet, that's a parakeet, that's a parakeet. Because what they've done, they've colonised London and they're spreading. And, but I thought they can't be up in Manchester. Anyway, a couple of days ago, I saw the damn thing. It's a ring-neck parakeet. Yeah, they, anyway. we have them in Oxford as well. So the, 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 these podcasts, it says debate on the title of the podcast but these are a a meandering conversational style we discuss real real opinions and authentic views with no scripts but what we're trying to do is showing that localized actions can help the quality of life and the environment where you live and we're going to try and find an action again today in what we talk about we're just two ordinary guys exploring the big issues just like you just trying to find a way forward and uh, just, uh, just be a bit like listening to two guys chattering away in a pub, getting more and more inebriated. We talk about things that inter- interplay like social justice, nature, philosophy, human condition, climate, sustainability. On it goes. And the question today is from the US of A. Yeah, I, I, I could have launched into um, Bruce Springsteen there, but we'd probably get um, probably get sued for it, right? Not, not that, not that it's yeah. we're actually using somebody else's music, but we just butcher mm. it so badly, right? Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's one of those questions that we get sent in by listeners from time to time that actually is almost a statement, I would say. So this is mm. from Robert in Arizona. Um, it's a very hot part of the world, Arizona, isn't it? Although it depends on which part of Arizona you're in, because I think mm. Death Valley's in Arizona, isn't it? One of the hottest parts of the world, yeah. Um, Monument Valley or something as well. Yeah, my know? my sister went there and she said it was unbelievably hot. It was just like she couldn't believe that a place in the world could be that hot. But Robert's um, statement, shall we say, 
because there doesn't seem to be a question in here, but it's an interesting one anyway. If the climate crisis were front page news every day, I lined this up at the start, so you might have heard that you've heard this already. But if the climate crisis was front page news every day, the public would demand we do something about it, and vested interests and billionaires that own the media would lose their short term cash cow. Would it though? Would it really? You know, we just talk. You know, maybe four episodes ago or three episodes ago with Anzu in Japan saying about do the public suffer with climate emergency fatigue? If it was front page news every day, would it really make a difference? Would you think the public I, would demand something is done? If it was front page news every day, it, it, like we've said in the previous episode, that story needs to vary and be creative, otherwise people just don't respond to it. If the if the media was more truthful and honest, the the public would be demanding something different to what they're demanding now. I can't tell you what that would be because it's it's a hypothetical thing. But mm. but the, the the thing about the vested interest in the billionaires who own the media, a lot of that is coming back to the oil industry and the fossil fuel industry because they they own different businesses. They're all entwined. They'd lose their short-term cash cow. I think the fossil fuel industries might lose their cash cow, but I don't think necessarily media because people would still buy it, buy it. Uh, But I'm not sure, actually going back further, I'm not even sure that the oil industry will lose its cash cow because, like I said in the previous episode, 15, 20 years ago, Alternative energy sources, green energy, was being bought up. The, the 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 patent were being bought up and shelved by the oil industries. So the oil industry is probably going to be behind the new green um, technology that's coming up. Hmm. So the people who make money are still going to make money. Yeah, and I was just going to say that actually uh, there is a a contra- contradiction in this as well, because you know. If the climate crisis was front page news every day, and then it goes on to say vested interests in billionaires that own the media, well, if they know that putting that news on the front page every day would lead the public to mm. demand we do something about it, which means they would lose money, they wouldn't mm. put that on the front page in the first place, which is where we could be anyway. So if mm. the billionaires own the, the billionaires own the media, that's mm. not even disputed right so if you look at like Mm. the likes of Rupert Murdoch for example who Mm. has such a big influence on on world media and the the different Mm. the different news channels that he owns Um, and the Saudi in the Saudi royal family have big inroads into Rupert Murdoch they can influence him as well yeah yeah so so there's there's a big chain yeah so I think the, the the billionaires that own the media wouldn't it wouldn't allow that in the first place or wouldn't but they would be talking about other things you know, you could look, then look at left look look towards the more left leaning left wing media that aren't, but they have their own pressures anyway. They have their own financial mm. pressures, and whoever's they've got to be very careful with what they say, especially with whoever's mm. funding them. So there's there's a bit of a circle going on there with with with. It's almost a little bit. It's almost a bit of a contradiction between you know the whole idea of front page news will make people will change people's mind, and it will affect the billionaires that own the media. But it's the billionaires that own the media in the first place that are dictating what's in the news, so that, mm. that then it's not there. But then also mm. the fact that you know, as we said, as you said quite rightly, Stuart, again about how if you're going to be talking about anything, you've got to keep changing 
the way you say mm. it not the narrative especially not not what you're saying but how you're saying it to keep it fresh in people's minds that's interesting really is interesting the, the but does it have to you know the, it's not spoken about enough but does it have to be front page news we often say at the top of this podcast we're trying to keep the big issues in people's consciousness it doesn't have to be on the front page to be in people's consciousness it's mm. just there you know it, it could be on every page subliminally, you know. It, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be front page, because front page is sort of like the shite that you have to get past is to get to the real news. Yeah, and we're also talking about newspapers and who really reads newspapers these days. I mean, the actual mm. proper paper newspapers are not even really new, read mm. read these days. Um, mm. I would also say that it all depends on how local this whatever the issue is that's been that's arisen from climate climate crisis you know Mm. you could even say that if somebody down the road from you is affected by it whatever reason you might not actually even care about it because it's not affected you directly that's the thing Mm. it's like it's if especially if it's around the other side of the world you know it can be you can be very upsetting and Almost like mm. you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to give some money to that, and that's a way you can, you can, you know, you can help. But it really doesn't affect you directly, and I think that's the thing. If it affects you directly, then you might actually t- take action with it. So front page mm. news, in that sense, it doesn't really affect you that much. It might make you angry and make you upset, but I think that's just what I think. Often that's what news is, seems to be there for is to is to get a reaction, and not a particularly positive reaction either. So, but you 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 said uh, newspapers aren't read now. So, if the climate crisis was front page news every day, the public would demand we do something about it. Would they? Because if they're not reading newspapers, yeah, I think I think front page news is also you know it's headliner headline in a, in a news yeah. program. It's not just the front page okay. news is just a, is, is I'm just thinking it's just a saying in a way, isn't it? But I okay, I, but I got the point. That's the point I'd like to put across there. Yeah, regardless of how the public are motivated they do have a very strong hidden power over those with vested interests the the econ- economic system we run is you know the rich ultimately get rich by exploiting the poor you know yeah um, yeah you know so oh. um, it, 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 i guarantee you if we do see climate uh, breakdown climate uh, because of the, the situations we face the people who will be affected last will be the rich but the people who will be affected first and worst will be the poor mm. um and if that's the case you know there's a ball rolling there because if the poor are affected worse and they disappear there's nobody to counteract the rich and then they disappear up their own uh who has <laughs> What the hell is a hoo-ha? Anyway, moving on. I was going to say that you know, we, we refer to um, you know, the general public, right? Say, well, how, is the, how would the general public... The public would demand we do something. Um, but we're, we're, we're general public. The vast majority yeah. of us are general public. So what can we do as individuals ourselves to actually to, to, to demand that something is done anyway about how... We, how we actually use the planet, you know? I still, I, 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 it's, it's a big question. It's a big philosophical question of like, I've, I've posed this, I've posed this in previous episodes where 
is is this just the natural order of things? You know, we say we're not, we're not, we're not. This is not natural. Well, how do we know it's not natural? This could just be how this could be happening in thousands of thousands of planets across the. If you, if you, I believe that there's life out life outside of the outside of the Earth. There's too too many stars and planets for there not to be. This could be the natural order of things that one um, species dominates so much that they literally almost uh, kill themselves by doing what they're doing, but don't realise what they're doing until it's too late. You know, it's a philosophical it, thing, isn't it? Right. Go go to uh, uh, other planets. Do you, do you think uh, there are lots of other stars? But it isn't the reason Earth is habitable. Not just because. Oh, there's it, many reasons. Yeah. D- so there's a set. It's there. There's a star, and there's, you know, oh, there's, uh, there's this, a series. This is a, a whole, series of events. This is a whole there, other episode. You could talk about. Yeah. Uh, this this is a very interesting. This is a big topic for myself. I'm really interested mm. in it. But go on, sorry, go on. Because because the thing is, we're, we're, we've got the habit. We've got the habitable zone. But that is made more habitable because of uh, the history of Jupiter, because it sucked up a load of the. Of, of the crap and uh, and the asteroids are in the asteroid belt so it's made the inhabitable zone yeah more habitable so it's yes. not a case of is there a habitable zone it says a set of circumstances that make that but that's yes. not front page news no because it's it's very it's very philosophical and it's not to the point is it it's it's, mm. it's a philosophical debate um mm. that yeah you're absolutely right i mean we're going into astronomy here a little bit which mm. is quite interesting so yeah, Jupiter makes up. If you look at the mass of the uh, the whole of the solar system, taking the sun out of the equation for this for the time being, Jupiter is seventy five percent of the mass of the entire um, solar system. And uh, I heard recently that Saturn and Jupiter are they kind of like they pull each pull at each other as well. They mm. kind of keep each other in sync. And if Saturn hadn't been there, Jupiter might have also crashed into the sun. Jupiter could have been it could have been a second star in this system, but it just didn't. It's it's, it's got all the ingredients. It's just not big enough. It's mm. so there's so many reasons why there's uh, there's life here. Another another reason, by the way, we have life on the planet is to do with the fact that we've got this tilt, this axle tilt, which actually means that mm. the planet has seasons, and that's how life is really mm. sort of evolved is around the seasons as well. It's just so there's so mm. many things that could happen that that, could, that, that but I firmly believe there's life out there and i think that mm. this could be you know the very deep philosophical question and um, this is going way away from this mm. the original the original question in the first yeah, place is so, the fact that we might so, not this might be the natural course of things anyway it's not to say mm. we shouldn't do anything about it it's not to say that we we, we can't be changed because it's, it's it's all abstract it's not we don't know this for certain but this could be mm. the reason and how where we are the um yeah, to get so to bring it back, uh, if the climate crisis was front page news every day, the public would demand we do something about it, and the, those with vested interests and billionaires who own the media would lose their short-term cash cow. Well, it's a very naughty. I think you, th- th- there needs to be a lot of picking apart of of who who are these vested interests and, and look at the system and not. You know, you need the the public to be out there demanding it now. You need the 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 media moguls to be listening, and you need the public to be listening to the media moguls. Nothing's going to change until people start listening. Yeah, but then it's 
you know, how much it goes comes back to how much the individual feels they can actually difference they can make. And, you know, you've got to get the biggest thing you need to consider every day uh, is not the climate crisis yourself, per se. It's what are you going to what are you doing that day? What do you need to do? What's your you know, what What do you need to do to actually survive mm. the, that through that next day? Where do I get my food from? Where am I staying? What's mm. happening to my, my children? What's happening to this? You mm. know, it, that takes a lot of energy in itself, doesn't it? To live, to actually get through a day. That's the hard so, thing. action. What action point can we draw from this? Difficult one. Um, we, we went into so many different, different, different sort of... Uh, cul-de-sacs in some respects didn't we but and different tangents i should say as well um i think do you have do you have a specific action yourself you have have do you have one in the forefront of your mind because i don't have one that's fully formed at the moment yeah it's a d- difficult one this isn't one that actually naturally comes up with an action it's more an awareness through discussion but i would mm. probably say for me, it's trying to pick apart who are these people with the vested interests, what are their motivations, how does... Because they're, they're in an ecosystem of their own. That's an ecosystem. Mm. The billionaire, the media, the vested interests. I think the inaction is just try and pick apart on an individual basis from our own perspectives. What, what does that ecosystem consist of? What does it look like? What drives it? Yes. What are the pros and cons of it? Indeed, indeed. But I think we've come to the end of this specific uh, episode almost, haven't we? And um, yeah. have you have you you know been listening along to this? Do you have you agreed with anything we said or disagreed? You know, why don't you get in touch with us and say what you think? And then maybe even maybe if you if you wanted to, you wanted to maybe have a follow up question or statement from this. And mm. Robert in Arizona, you sent this question this question in this statement in. Um, do you think we've um, covered it nicely or would you like to um carry on because i know that um we had romans we've had roman in slovakia send us several questions in and we've had that it felt like we've had a very long contracted uh mm. <laughs> conversation yeah. haven't we and that's actually yeah. quite nice to hear back and have that conversation and carry it on and because we're all the same mm. really i mean i'm just mm. uh, i'm just some some random guy from oxford in the uk and Stuart's some other random guy from oxford in in england and we have our own um, opinions and we assert them mm. and uh, but we try to keep balance and we try to we try to keep the uh, conversation civil and I think we we, mm. we achieve that hopefully mm. but very soon on the 15th of October we've got another random guy well maybe he's not quite so random <laughs> we're, we're going to be recording with Chase Iron Eyes and yeah. um, who's Chase Iron Eyes he's going to be a guest via Zoom um, he is uh, the is from the Lakota People's Law Project. I got that rather right way. Yep. Um, he's uh, from the uh, Sioux Tribe, and he's going yep. to be a. We're going to go back and, and investigate a previous question that a listener sent in. Uh, do you remember yep. who the question was from, Stuart? No, I don't. Um, the question is, uh, I think we're going to conversate around is. Does direct action get anybody anywhere? Something like that. Yeah. But we're, it, it's an in, it's it's basically that that recording will form part of the Indigenous Voices series that we're going to do. We're going to be talking mm. to Indigenous cultures all around the world. We're going to have multiple conversations with Chase uh, and just 
revisit some of the questions we've talked about from our perspective and hear it from their perspective. Because it's been said that indigenous cultures, they're very wise, but how do we relate to them? Well, we relate to them by visiting shared problems. Mm-hmm. And with that, if anybody wants to uh, send in a question, how can they email us, William? Um, I can't remember the email address. Can you remember it? Yeah, it's the people's countryside at gmail.com and backwards. Um, well, if I did it backwards, you wouldn't be able to hear me because I wouldn't be facing the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and with that complete tosh, we'll see you next time on the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. I think I'm losing my mind.